Thank you. You may be seated. Well, it's my privilege to welcome you to the celebration of life for Ernie Miller. Ernie was a special man here at Calvary Memorial Church. We loved him very much. And so we are honored that you're welcome to be here and are able to be here as we celebrate his life. It's a joy to know that we don't have to mourn as those with no hope. We have our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who made the ability to escape out of the box. There is a way. And so we're so grateful that with the promise that he did for us on the cross of Calvary and understanding that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins, we have that opportunity if we trust our put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ to have eternal life. And that life is offered to each and every person that's here today. And so with that, let's, let's look to the Lord in prayer and uh, we'll begin the service. Father, we are so grateful for the blessed opportunity that even now, Ernie Miller is still teaching us lessons. That this is the end of all people. And we need to be ready for that time when it comes for us. There's not one person in this room that's going to escape death. Not one. And Father, we pray today, if there's anyone that's joined themselves together that does not know You, Ernie would want them to know You. And we pray that You might oppress upon their heart the lateness of the hour. We're so grateful for what You did for us on the cross of Calvary. How You did make a way that we can escape uh, eternal damnation and have peace and glorious presence with you. And we thank you that we don't have to mourn as those with no hope, that we have our hope and trust in our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we do pray that you might wrap your arms around the Miller family. We pray that you would give them or show them a special presence during this time. Father, you are the God of all comfort, and we know that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, and we pray that you do that today. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. If you would, turn with me to number 207, and we'll sing a song that has been requested. Number 207 is Christ Liveth in Me, 207.
you and be seated. Thank you. 
Our scripture reading this afternoon comes from Exodus chapter 19, verses 3 and 4. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, we pray that you would help as we look into your word, that you would bring comfort to hearts who know you and conviction to those who may be here and do not know you. And we commit this time to you. In Jesus' name, amen. We're here this afternoon, as you know, to celebrate the homegoing of our brother Ernie Miller. 
in thinking about what to say about Brother Ernie, the thought that came to mind was that it was literally right in front of us, what needed to be said. Ernie and Mary Beth came to this church in February of 2005, a little over 18 and a half years ago. And one of the first Sundays that they were here, as they were leaving, I noticed Ernie's license plate. It said CCAP. And so at the next service, I could not wait to get to Ernie and to ask him, what do those letters on your license plate stand for? What do they mean? He smiled and gave me one of his Ernie smiles. And it was the kind of smile that said, I have been waiting for you to ask that. <laughs> and then he told me, CCAP stands for Christian Conservative American Patriot. There is not a better description of Ernie Miller than that. And so for a few minutes this afternoon, we want to think about the importance of Ernie's testimony about himself. And I want to start with the last three letters first. Ernie was a conservative. You can find a lot of definitions of that word conservative. But I think as it applied to, to Ernie, a conservative is someone who believes in individual freedom as it comes from God. The unalienable right of life, liberty, and the freedom to choose. A conservative believes, as the Declaration of Independence says, that the purpose of government is not to give unalienable rights. A conservative understands that government cannot give unalienable rights. Those rights come from God and God alone. A conservative understands that the purpose of government is to secure those rights and nothing else. A conservative believes that the Bible, the King James Bible, is the basis of the Declaration of Independence, which is the basis for the Constitution of the United States. And a conservative believes that these three documents, the King James Bible, the Word of God, the Declaration of Independence, and the Constitution of the United States form a threefold cord foundation for this country. And the Bible says a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Ernie Miller was a conservative. Ernie was an American patriot, he loved his country. He served in the United States Navy. He joined when he was 17 years old, and he was proud to serve his country in the Navy. When Ernie got out of the Navy, he went back to New York, and he worked in security at the United Nations for 28 years. I can't imagine what some of the baloney he had to listen to in all those 28 years. And I believe that one of Ernie's favorite photos, one of his favorite pictures of his time at the UN 
was one that shows President Ronald Reagan addressing the United Nations General Assembly. And if you look at that picture, standing prominently just behind the president and off to his left, at attention, with his hands clasped behind him and his eyes fixed straight ahead, scanning the crowd, was Ernie Miller. Ernie was an American patriot. Ernie loved the flag of this nation. Not many people pay attention to the fact that June the 14th every year is Flag Day. Ernie did. Bright and early, every Flag Day, he sent out a text with the flag of the United States waving in the breeze, wishing us a happy Flag Day. Ernie loved the flag of this country because he viewed it in the way that many of us do. Ernie believed that the colors of this flag are no accident. The stripes are red and white, but the stripes begin and end with red. Red is the color of blood. And it speaks to us of blood shed. This nation began with the shedding of the blood of patriots. And for almost 250 years of this nation's history, the blood of patriots has been shed to preserve the blessings of liberty, to preserve the blessings of victory and peace that Francis Scott Key wrote about in the National Anthem. Blood is the price of liberty. Blood is the price of peace. And in the course of of our history as a nation, more than 1.3 million patriots have given their lives. They've shed their blood for the cause of liberty. In red, we see hardness and valor. We see courage and sacrifice. The courage and sacrifice of our nation's defenders, like Ernie Miller. Red is the first stripe because our nation began with the courage and the sacrifice of those who pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. And red is the last stripe because that will ever be the foundation of freedom and liberty. There are six white stripes on our flag. White's the color of purity. It's the color of innocence. And in those white stripes, we see something of the desire for liberty and freedom. This is the land of the free. White's the color of righteousness. And it's a reminder that the cause of liberty and freedom will ever be a righteous cause. The cause of liberty and freedom is a just cause. Blue, the color of heaven. And it's a reminder that as we look at our flag... In the words of the anthem that celebrates our flag, this is a heaven-rescued land, a heaven-made land. It's a heaven-preserved land. But Ernie also, like many who are here today, see a very important spiritual lesson in our flag. Psalm 60 and verse 4 says, Thou hast given a banner to them that fear thee. 
that it may be displayed because of the truth. That banner, that ensign, that flag that is to be displayed is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's to be displayed because of the truth. He's to be displayed because he is the truth. The Lord is our flag. And I believe that we can see him in the flag of the United States. The stripes of our flag, red and white. There are seven red stripes, six white stripes. The stripes begin and end with red. Red is the color of blood. And it speaks to us of blood shed. From the beginning of the Word of God to the end of it, what we see are the red stripes of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Genesis 3.21, He's the Lamb slain to provide coats of skin to Adam and Eve. Red is the first stripe that we see in the book of Genesis. It's the last stripe that we see in the book of the Revelation. We see the Lord Jesus there as the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. We see Him there as the coming King, clothed in a vesture dipped in blood. We see Him there as the one who loved us. The one who, when we put our faith and trust in Him, washes us from our sins in His own blood. There are seven red stripes. Seven's the number of perfection. Seven's God's number. There are six white stripes. Six is man's number. And what we see in the seven red stripes and the six white stripes is the message of the gospel. You see, it took the perfection of heaven. It took the precious blood of the perfect and spotless and sinless Son of God to redeem sinful man. And when we repent of our sin and we trust the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, He washes us from our sin in His own blood. His own blood. The blood of God Himself. And He gives us the garments of salvation. His robe of righteousness. Clean and white. God says in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7 that the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. But not only is there red and white, on our flag, but there's blue. That color that speaks to us of heaven. The blue threads woven into that flag with the red and the white remind us that our sins have been forgiven. We've been made fit for heaven, clothed in God's righteousness by the blood of Calvary's cross. And then after we're saved, blue is a reminder of our heavenly character. It's a reminder that we are not our own. We've been bought with a price. And they which live are not to live unto themselves, but unto Him which died for them and rose again. The blue reminds us that even though we are living here in this world, our destination is heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. That's the banner. That's the flag that God has given to them that fear Him. Ernie saw that message 
He saw that message in the flag that drapes his casket today. And he not only saw that message, but he believed that message. That's why the first letter on his license plate, the letter C, stands for Christian. And there's something that symbolized, something that brought all of these letters together. Brought them together into a message. And that symbol is this. The American Eagle. Ernie gave me that a number of years ago. And I keep it on my desk. I hope I won't forget it this afternoon. (laughs) The American Eagle. The symbol of this great nation. It symbolizes what it means to be a conservative American patriot. But the eagle also symbolizes what it means to be a Christian. That's why we've come to this verse in Exodus chapter 19. The Lord says to his people, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. And how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. The Lord's reminding his people here how he delivered them from the bondage and the servitude of Egypt. They were delivered by the blood of the Passover lamb, the blood that God told them to put on their houses, on on the two side posts, and the lintel over the door. And God gave this message, and it's a message that's still true today. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. And on that night, God says, because you applied the blood of the Lamb, because you believed the message of the coming Lamb of God, and that's what the Passover Lamb pictured, the time when... John the Baptist would look and he would see the Lord Jesus coming and he would say, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And God says, Because you believe that message, I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. The eagle is a remarkable bird. It can fly to tremendously high altitudes. It can dive it at very high speeds, and even at the highest altitude, it can spot little animals that are its prey. The wings of the eagle are designed and created by God. Wings that are covered by over 12,000 feathers. And the eagles do something when they have young and the little eaglets begin to... to, uh, reach a point where they can attempt to fly. When they're trying to fly, the parent eagle flies alongside them. And and that parent's wings, the the leading edge, the, the particular feathers there, create these whirlpools of air formed by these feathers. And what those feathers do and what those as they uh, flap them and, and, and those whirlpools do 
is they provide lift, lift for the young eagle. Now, what is very interesting is that the Hebrew word here in verse 4, bear, it means lift, lift. And so what the Lord is telling his people is that, is that on that night, when you apply the blood of the Lamb, on that day that you believe the message that God was going to provide himself a Lamb, and he was going to shed his blood, when you believe that message, I lifted you on eagles' wings, and I brought you unto myself. That is exactly what happened to Ernie Miller on July the 8th, 1986. Ernie believed the message of the gospel. He believed the message of how the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for his sin. And by faith, Ernie applied the blood of the Lamb of God to his heart And God did for him what he did for his people here. He bore Ernie. He lifted Ernie on eagle's wings out of the bondage and the servitude of his sin. And the Lord brought Ernie unto himself. David described it this way in Psalm 40 and verse 2. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and establish my goings. That's why Ernie Miller is a Christian. That's why. That's why he loved the eagle. It's why he bought them at the Christian bookstore. He'd come in and clean them out. (laughs) All the ones they had. Because he wanted to use them, this little symbol, he wanted to use it as a tool to tell people what the Lord had done for him. On Wednesday, last Wednesday evening, Ernie received the ultimate end of his faith. The Lord bore him on eagles' wings unto himself. And he's with the Lord. The Bible tells us to be absent from the body for the Christian. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. The Lord has brought us to this place today. It's no mistake that you're here. Of all the things that you had to do, of all the places that you could have thought of that you needed to be. The Lord has brought you here. He's brought you to this house of mourning to hear Ernie's testimony. To hear the message of the gospel. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 2. In that verse God says it is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. Boy, we don't think like that, do we? That's how God thinks. His thoughts are not our thoughts, and our thoughts are not His thoughts. He says it's better to be in the house of mourning. And the reason He says that is in the rest of that verse. For that is the end of all men. This is our end. 
folks. Brother Benny mentioned that in his prayer. This is our end. It is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment. For as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. We all have an appointment in the house of mourning. And God says, in the light of that, the living will lay it to his heart. This service today is not for Ernie. Ernie's with the Lord. This service is for you and me. It's for the living. God has brought us here. He's brought us here in his mercy and his grace to show us our end. To remind us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and that the wages of sin is death. That's the message that the living need to hear. We need to hear it in this house of mourning. The question is, will you hear it today? And will you not just hear it, will you lay lay it to your heart? Will you believe it? Because if you will, then you can lay to your heart the good news the good news, yes, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the hope. That's the hope. And you can have that hope. You can have that gift today. That gift of eternal life. Right now, right where you are, You can humble your heart. You can turn to the Lord Jesus Christ from your sins. We call that repentance. And you can trust Him and Him alone. There is salvation in no other. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You can trust Him and Him alone to be your Savior. You can be a CCAP. We know the Lord today. I remember in the message many years ago, Pastor Kelly said that eagles gather in the air. You know what? In a day very soon, we're going to gather in the air. The Lord himself is going to descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. The dead in Christ are going to rise first then we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord. We're not going to prevent them. We aren't going to precede them. We're going to be caught up together with them in the air to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And then Paul says, comfort one another with these words. I hope they're a comfort to you today because you know him as your Savior. Father, we thank you for Brother Ernie Miller. We thank you for his testimony. The simple words, the simple letters that characterized his life, that characterized the message of the gospel, we thank you for that today. We pray these things in Jesus' name.
Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, we thank you for the things that we have heard today in song. The things that we have heard today from your word, they are not religion. They're the truth. They're the truth that we can rest our eternal souls upon because of the finished work of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you today that he is still able to save to the uttermost all who will come to God by him. Speak to every heart here today. We pray especially that you would comfort this family. We pray for Mary Beth, that you would encourage her in these days ahead. We commit ourselves to you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.